You're listening to Joe Radio Live. Positive and motivational content just for you. Do enjoy and share. It's time for your hit your scripture. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. I am just here to encourage us as the year comes to an end and a lot of us are getting anxious. Many of us are getting agitated and are going into depression because of expectations that are not met I am here to encourage us today to be thankful for what we have be thankful that God has allowed us to come this far so instead of us being worried instead of us getting worked up about what we don't have let us be happy for what we have we have the breath of life he woke us up in our right mind you know many a times we take for granted that we are in good health and so the lord have me to reminisce and to roll back the curtains this morning and I appreciate the fact that I am in good health because I have not had to go to a doctor for the year. I have not visited the hospital in years. Glory be to God. There are some people that have to go to a clinic every week, every month, every year. There are some persons lying in the hospital for a year or more without any resolution of when their sickness ailments or illnesses will come to an end and so i am thankful that i am in good health because if we are not in good health then we will have to spend money on medication we will have to spend money to see therapists and specialists so i thank god that that is not on my expense list or to-do list so regardless of what is happening around us regardless of the things that we didn't get to buy this year or the things that we were looking for in order to celebrate this season let us be thankful that we have family let us be thankful that we have a good friend let us be thankful that we still have a roof over our heads let us be thankful that we still have an income or source of income hallelujah let us be thankful that we can open our mouth to give god praise let us be thankful that we can worship him with the members of our body because those who are gone on have no way of praising god they cannot say thank you lord they cannot rejoice in him because there is no power in the grave hallelujah so let us not become distracted that we forget 
that we have a blessed Savior who is guiding us. Let us not cause our blessing to be a curse, but let us count our blessings, name them one by one, because truly God is faithful. Truly God is awesome. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. There are so many at this time that are without families. There are so many that are mourning the loss of loved ones. There are those that are without a home, even in the holiday season. There are many that don't know where their next meal will come from. But through it all, we must learn to trust in Jesus. We must learn to trust in God because the fact that he woke you up, the fact that he set you on your way, it says a lot God has used for you and of you. And even in your situation, you are able to touch someone else's life. Sometimes all it takes is a word. Glory be to God, a word of encouragement, a word that will minister into someone's spirit and will resurrect the deadness in them. Hallelujah, Jesus' word has the power and the authority to go and prosper where it has been sent. Many of us need to open up our mouth and speak life. Many of us, we just need to open our mouth and utter a good word in the atmosphere. We just need to speak the word of God, believing that it is so. Hallelujah. And watch for the manifestation of the work of God that will come forth. Many of us, we just need to remember that the same God that brought you through January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, and November is the same God that is keeping you up until the December. He has not changed neither is he dead but he is still god and forever will be god come on somebody we need to be grateful we need to be thankful we need to hold on to god's unchanging hand some of the things that are withheld from us god knows that we are not prepared to handle it god knows that we are not prepared to have it because it will cause us to walk out of his will it will cause us to walk away from his glory a lot of us if we have money today we will forget where we are coming from and we will forget others that help us to get to where we are praise god because we are yet to be grounded in god let me encourage you as a servant of god today that encouragement starts with you in the word of God. Encourage yourself today when there's no one to encourage you. Encourage yourself in the word. David did it and he became victorious. You've got to know how to encourage yourself in the word of God. You've got to know how to speak a word in season and out of season. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. There are more with me than those that are against me. 
who God bless no man can curse. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. You've got to know that he is your rock, your shield, and your hiding place. He is your present help in times of trouble. You better look to the hill from whence cometh your help and stop looking to man, because man has limitation and man works within boundaries and confinement. But you better come to know he who is omnipotent omniscient and omnipresent because there is nobody like him hallelujah we bless the name of jesus we thank god that we have life and because we have it we have it more abundantly Hence the purpose and the reason Jesus came, uh, that we may have life and have it more abundantly. It is for us to walk like we believe it. It is for us to walk and own it. Not that we are doubting, but we must believe. Hallelujah. We must believe that God is who he is. We must believe that God is able to do what he say he will do. As a matter of fact, if you're thinking, he goes above it. If you say it he goes above it because no man can confine God God is without limitation is without boundaries he doesn't work in a box he supersedes hallelujah glory be to God we need not to doubt but only believe and in this time and season let us remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. Let us celebrate Jesus, not the fanfare, not all that is happening around us where it is so commercialized that we forget that we are celebrating the birth of a savior. Had he not been born, hallelujah, our hope would have died. But because of his birth, the glorious birth of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we have hope. Praise God. So let us bear in mind that Jesus is the reason for the season. Not the curtains, not the fancy lights, not the things that we go overboard to do and to get done. That we go into depression when we cannot have it. But let us look to him who is the author and finisher of our faith god bless you brethren god bless you sisters let your heart be encouraged even now as we go forth and look forward to going over into 2022 in jesus mighty name this is your servant jj reverend jennifer mcgregor and i'm just breathing upon us all the breath of God. You be blessed. Be encouraged. Love someone. Share the love of Christ with someone. Until next time, Shalom, Maranatha. See you there. Come, Holy Spirit. It's your prayer. Oh, how we need
Oh, you can never say too much to him. Come on, bless him. God is awesome. Listen to this testimony. I'm from India and I've uh, been a Hindu by birth. And so we worshipped, I don't know how many idols and how many so-called gods. And uh, like in India, you have over 300 million gods. So whatever you want to worship, you can worship. But the whole focus was performance. The whole focus was do well in life, be nice to people. Then I got into one of the top schools in India for uh, MBA, business studies. But after I reached there, I realized I wasn't doing that well. And my grades were not, you know, the top. So I started getting depressed. I started feeling, why is this happening? Why am I not doing well? And I started sensing that there must be something between me and God that has gone wrong. Otherwise, God wouldn't let me go through all this. As I started just saying, I have to appease the gods. I have to make them happy with me. I'm really desperate. If I don't get help, I might go crazy. Or I might do something. You know, I might run away or you know, kill myself. I don't know. And I was so down. And uh, so I started praying to my favorite uh, Indian god called Ganesha. Ganesha is like the elephant god. And he is the god of education, of knowledge. You know? And as a student, you know, I said, oh, if he's on my side, I'll do well. So as I started praying, I closed my eyes. I knew the shlokas by heart. As I prayed, I saw a male tusker, a big, huge Indian elephant, charge towards me as I closed my eyes and prayed. And I opened my eyes and I said, this is really bad because even my favorite god, Ganesha, has turned away from me. But they're not telling me why. What did I do? Can, if, if they'll just tell me, I can change. And no one was answering. And then I remembered I had a Gideon's Bible, a little small Bible that had got free in school. And so I opened that and I started reading. I don't even remember what I read. I don't know what I read, totally I don't know. But in a matter of few seconds, you know, something very tangible and which was almost like white light. You know, when I sensed it, I knew it was so clean, it was so strong, and so forceful. Just flowed through me, you know, from the top of my head and flowed right down to my feet. And as the flow uh, happened, just lifted off so many of my fears and burdens. My sister woke up, and it was, she, she says it's about 
टू ओ क्लॉक इन द मॉर्निंग समथिंग आई डोंट नो आई जस्ट डोंट रिमेंबर एंड शी सॉ मी एंड शी सेट माई गुडनेस यू फेस इज ग्लोइंग समथिंग इज हैपन्ड वॉट हैपन्ड एंड आई टोल्ड हर डोंट वरी जीजस इज देर ही टेक केयर ऑफ मी सो द नेक्स्ट वेकेशन आई केम बैक टू माई होम सिटी एंड आई मेट द पास्टर ऑफ माई चर्च इन इंडिया विच इज न्यू लाइफ फेलोशिप and uh, he led me in the prayer he told me what what it means to be born again i still tell everyone that i meet i say he's the only god who communicates he's the only god who will answer you where you are a lot of my friends immediately turned away from me call me names they say oh you're a fanatic you are a rebel you you amount to nothing you're a waste you know because now you have jesus as a crutch for you i had to confront my own faith you know my hindu religion i had to confront and it was difficult initially because uh, it's like why only jesus you know what's so special about you that is different from all my other gods because in the hindu faith it's like all roads lead to the same god you know everyone somewhere gets to the door but it's not true only jesus is the door only jesus is the one person that we can go through everything else is the wall and you can never get past that and i remember fighting with jesus and saying why did you make it so complex i mean why don't you i mean why why didn't you make 100 doors 300 doors so that somehow we'll all enter in he said actually i made it so simple i'm saying there's only one door so that you don't get confused because even if i made 100 doors the enemy is going to make 1000 doors which is going to complicate even more so i said there's only one door and i'm that door come through me to the father So let's look at let's look at verse 1. Verse 1 reads this way. It says, "Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers." If you have your Bibles, um I would encourage you to to mark up your Bibles. I I mark up mine all the time. I take notes. And what I would encourage you to do is just underline twice that word blessed. Because What the psalmist starts with is offering us, suggesting to us, introducing to us that we are all looking for this. We are all looking for blessing. Now, I know that word feels a pretty innocuous to many of us. I mean, we say it often, Lord bless this food or um Lord bless you, right? We don't really know what it means, but contextually here this it's significant because it's not talking about a temporal pleasure a fleeting pleasure it's talking about joy it's talking about lasting satisfaction it's talking about fulfillment and the idea is he's going to introduce to you is that hey there are two paths and one is going to lead what it is you're looking for and one is going to lead to pain and regret and a and a lack of blessing and he says blessed Blessed is the man who what? Walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. This first path is paved with a disregard for God's word. The first path is paved with a disregard for God's word. So under walks, stands and sits just draw three little squiggly lines because they're in parallel. In English when we think of poetry, we usually think in terms of rhyme but in the hebrew text they think in ideas of parallel thought 
And each thought builds upon the other for emphasis. And so what he's saying is, is blessed is the man who chooses not to walk down the path that disregards God's word. And for emphasis, notice the progression of ideas. He starts with walks, doesn't he? He says, blessed is the man who does not walk. And then he says, blessed is the man who does not stop. And then he says, blessed is the man who does not sit. Because he's telling us about the, the nature of temptation and sin. It has a way of luring us in. It has a way of capturing our attention. And then slowly we begin to rationalize, minimize, and justify our decisions. To all of a sudden we scoff at God's word. We feel justified in our decisions. And it has us. If you've been around here for very long, you know that one of Todd's favorite illustrations, which I think is insightful and so true to life, is he talks about how sin is, starts off in a similar way, or we're fascinated and tempted by sin in a similar way as that we're fascinated by the little bear cub. Right? So as a graduate of Baylor University, every once in a while, I'll go down to campus Right, and take my kids down there, and what do they want to do is they want to go and they want to see the bear pit. Well, in the bear pit, right, you have mama bear, which is a big old big bear, right? And then you have these small cubs. Well, what is everybody fascinated with but the small, cute little cubs? And it feels like you want to just reach out and touch them because they don't have those huge claws. They're not intimidating. Their paws are soft, okay? They're small. And so you just want to grab it. You want to hold it. It's small. But what happens when you continue to care for and feed the bear cub? The bear cub grows into mama bear. And mama bear is not one you can control. And I think the point that Todd has made so often up here that I'm repeating to you today is found right here in Psalm 1 verse 1. It's a warning that sin acts in the same way. That at first, it just seems like it's not that bad. At first, it seems like, well, who really cares? And it captures our attention, and we begin to feed it. And the more we feed it, the more of a stranglehold it has on our lives, the more of a grip that it takes on our lives, the more justified we feel, the more we rationalize it, to the point where it becomes an addiction, to the point where it becomes destructive, to the point where it steals life from us. And so what he's saying is, hey, consider the path that you're on. We're all looking for blessing. We're all looking for, fil- for fulfillment, so lasting satisfaction. But if you're not careful, you will be duped. Because you will stray off the path which God has intended for you and you will find yourself in a place that leads to pain and to regret. So the question is, what path are we on? Where are we currently looking for fulfillment? To what degree does sin have a grip over our lives? Are we kidding ourselves? Are we being fooled? 